What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Carbonite IBS Live. Here with me, nerds. Um, we're here to discuss all things you guys already know. I mean, I'll say the name, but there's really it's a man who needs no introduction. We have him everywhere, you know. We're talking about it. You guessed it, the book of Boba Fett, uh, officially known as Boba Fett uh, Chapter One. So, uh, you know, glad to be here with you guys as always. Uh, we have DP Governor Tarkin off the bat with us and. Uh, hopefully we get our guy SC Hitch on here at some point. But before we even dive into this, because man, I can go talking to this episode for days. I know you guys can. Uh, let's let our guy DP let us know where to find uh, everybody out on our socials. All right. So make sure if you are on our um, website, make sure that you are going to nerdcyclopedia.com online. All our website links are there on social media and at nerdcyclopedia. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and also on Twitter. Um, if you are watching us on YouTube and on Facebook Live right now, make sure you're hitting that subscribe button and also that notification button. So anytime that we're on, you know that we're on. Make sure that if you want to leave us some feedback, we're at nerds like nerds and nerdcyclopedia.com. Uh, we got our man Hitch in the house. What's up? There he is. My man. Yeah. There we go. Um, make sure that you guys are going on to our Facebook group at Facebook, um, Carbonite Bounty BS Star Wars. Um, a Star Wars um, group and make sure that you are leaving us some feedback on everything that you hear about Boba Fett, every all the uh, opinions and, you know, feedback that you want to leave us about that. We are on there. Appreciate the intro. And um, yeah, guys, you know, it's just, you know, uh, this is a live video. So I hope everybody's excited. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I just watched it again, you know, literally right before we came on air. I'm kind of at a loss for words. Um, you know, we'll get at this. I'm trying to still gather my thoughts on it. I mean, I'll, I'll lead with the man himself. You know, our guy is known as Tar Ken. We'll call him Boba Ken today, I guess. So <laughs> we'll, we'll let him lead. You know, he, he, he we had a chat offline, and he kind of gave us his view. So he, he has, you know, skyrocket expectations. So, um, Mr. Uh, Boba, how, how do you feel about the intro to, to yourself? So, like I was saying <clears throat> to, to you guys the other day, they really needed to build this up right because for me, Boba Fett wouldn't be the kind of like gangster warlord kind of guy. But from the opening sequence, when they went back and forth and shown him in the in the back of the tank, and then the entire like dragging himself out of the Sarlacc pit, I mean, they started to build this sort of a like he was pretty angry when he came out, and then he and he had to really find himself again, right? And then the whole conflict with the Tuscan Raiders and like that whole ordeal he went through. So he really was trying to get back at something. And when that little Tuscan kid showed him what Jabba was doing to the, to the, uh, the, 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 the residents of Tatooine, I think that's where he found a new purpose for himself. He wasn't going to be a bounty hunter, like rogue anymore. He was going to be a, a, a fighter for the, um, you know, the weak, let's say. And I think he was going, he's going to try and liberate Tatooine from the, from the gangsters. I think that's going to be the ultimate thing, but they did it very well. They eased us into it. There's still a lot of questions, but I'll say the, 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 every moment in this, in the show, they really spent some time with it. I mean, there were so many things that we can like just dig into. Um, and the expectations that I had were met and exceeded. So I'm super happy with this first episode. I love the first 10 minutes just with the whole 
going back and rehashing and showing Boba with his dad and how what happened there and they really connected things right they brought everything together like we were talking about we hope they bring it together and it's it binds itself into the into the all the storyline that we already have and they pretty much touched on everything they went all the way back to attack of the clones and they brought that in and i mean we it was it was deep bro i mean there was some cool stuff going on in that in this opening uh uh ep- episode stranger in a strange land Super strange. And we got some local talent. Oh, anyway, the, the <laughs> last dance steel worker is the, the, the bar owner, right? The first <laughs> other crime boss that he meets, Jennifer Beals, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's like a Pittsburgh connection. So Yins all know what we're in for now. <laughs> the Yinzer connection. That's right. <laughs> what do you think about it so far, Hitch? Oh man, you know this is such a cool show, and it, and it really it's it shows us that Star Wars television is going to have legs. It's it's world building, and it answers the big questions right off the bat. How the heck did he get out of the Sarlacc, which we were told would di- digest him slowly over the course of a thousand years? Uh, obviously, they solved that problem, which I really liked. Um, I enjoyed the story with the Tusken Raiders. I, I think they've explained why he's such a badass with that gaffy stick. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, he's really. Uh, kick some butt with that thing. So I guess we're going to see some training montage, which I always like. Everyone loves a montage. Um, I love the backstory and the way they did it was so, you know, it was artistic, which I really enjoy when you do things, um, you know, counter norm. So I was reminded a lot of the movie, There Will Be Blood, which has this big, long opening sequence in the desert where um, the guy is doing silver prospecting. And there's just no, like, there's just no dialogue at all. I think it's really cool when you can tell a story without the need for dialogue. And I think the first line in, in this was um, was something like, Rodian, <laughs> do you want me to ta- to cut your restraints? <laughs> or something like that, right? Uh, very well well put together. The plot was good. You understand, you know, the motivations. And yeah, you're right. Uh, flash dance cameo. You always love to see Jennifer Beale. Oh, yeah. Jennifer Beals, I mean, I mean, it's always a pleasure to see her on screen. She's a... Mm-hmm. He's a very, you know, good on good on the eyes. So good on the eyes and everything. Um, I thought it was I would thought that was pretty decent. So I'm coming from a casual fan perspective. I'm used to the Mandalorian, used to uh, you know, Rebels, used to um, you know, um other stuff, you know, within this um world. So coming in a Boba Fett, I don't know much about this character. So what I'm looking for in this series is basically um, or at least for this first episode, is to give me a little bit more background a little bit more character about you know what what he's actually about and everything so i'm getting a lot of that from the flashbacks the no dialogue sequence for like about a good five six minutes and everything was excellent you know it was just um you know acting and you know getting you used to like the world and all that stuff it was really it was it really took you into like you know the um his mind first of all um, and then like the, 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 his, his, the flashbacks in the background, getting you sort of like up to speed on where we are, you know, with, with his character and stuff. Um, as far as like the episode goes, it, it left me wanting more, you know, so a half an hour, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh man, did, did we cut it off at that? Uh, it's, it's like, you know, watching these Marvel shows and then they cut you off at a certain point, you know, and, and you, you, you want to get like a whole story. And then as we was talking, um, the other day. Um, T. Mitch, you know they they you have to wait a whole week for maybe another half an hour of a part story. So you're getting bits and pieces 
of a thing that seemed like it's already made into a hole, but you're getting it cut at a certain point. Instead of it being like a cliffhanger, it's like a cut, which is kind of odd to me, you know. But, you know, overall, I thought it was a, um, a decent first, first episode. Left me wanting more. I want to see more of the story. And I echo, yeah, what you say. I mean, I won't say decent, you know, I'm, I'm, I thought it was a great, and we talked about this the other day, like, you know, the nostalgia off the intro. The first thing I thought about is Luke Skywalker and Jabba, right? So we start, we're there. He's in the Sarlacc pit. Um, you know, I, I, my emotions were all over the place because I'm thinking of that. I'm thinking of now, like, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to get a whole prequel? Well, no, he's in the back to tank and it's current day. So this is pre meeting Mando. So, well, actually this, excuse me, this is after, cause he has his arm now. So, right. so now we're after Luke Skywalker has Grogu. So like my mind is like just racing all these ideas, like what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Like, and as it lays out, I mean, just the way they kind of, you know, directed it once again, Robert Rodriguez, you know, mm-hmm. um, just, mind-blowing you know like i said i've watched it again just before we came on air i'm still speechless i mean i, I like a lot of the stuff uh really liking fennec so far um you know, oh, i yeah. think her character is 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 really really going to develop with um i guess we'll call him lord fett as, as she uh, refers to him now um but yeah i mean it, it was a great episode as i as i predicted they were only going to tease us with a half hour they usually do that for a couple of them, and then they'll knock it up to I think fifty minutes uh, mid, you know, kind of probably mid uh, season, because I think this is an eight episode run, so we'll get seven. eight of this. Is it seven? Yeah, seven. Okay, so yeah, so we'll probably they'll probably knock it up, and in the finale, you know, we'll probably I'm guessing it'll be an hour, an hour plus. So definitely, I I thought it was a great starter episode. There's so many elements we can get into, um, but it's nice to kind of learn, you know, what he's been through to see him. The, the maturation, you know, the Sarlacc pit thing. I personally, you know, my only gripe would be, like, I understand the Sarlacc digest slow, but to see the, um, you know, the Stormtrooper kind of, you know, with the acid and a little more, took a little more damage, guessing that it happened at the same time. I would have seen him a little more injured, kind of like, maybe not Anakin level, like, burnt, but I was expecting to see a little more acid damage, the armor a little more worn down. This was broken in pieces, obviously, but I was just expecting to see him a little more rough um, coming out of that, but still great scene. We got closure to, you know, over 30 years of wondering what the hell happened to him, which is a good, you know, conclusion to that. So, yeah, guys, just, that's my early thoughts. I mean, and, and let's open the floor as far as some of our theories and some of our thoughts of, you know, of episode one. I'd sort of let it. I'd let it play out. I'm not. I'm not going to try and think ahead. I want to see where they're going. I'm, I, I got a lot of faith in the the franchise, and I think they're going to do right by the by the story. And I think it's starting out with all the right elements. Um, I mean, I would, like. I, I'm going to keep mentioning the Tuscan Raiders. I mean, these <laughs> these are people that the character in in A New Hope was was introduced, and they were they were brought in little little bits through basically all the movies everything except empire um i think right and i mean but they were in all the other movies in some in some dimension right right yeah and these were interesting people because aside from the humanoids they were the other um primary race of inhabitants on tatooine um they were the jawas but they didn't really they were sort of the scavengers they were kind of like in between i think they were kind of like part of a 
well, I don't know. They fought each other, I guess. There were some instances where, where the Jawas and the Tuscans were fighting for scraps of whatever, but really interesting people. And you saw the so the hierarchy, and you saw them as more than just like this this evil thing that attacked Luke, right? Now you see them as, you know, you saw the chief, and you saw the leaders, and you saw a family, and you saw children, and they were in different robes and drinking water and other things. So I was super interested in those interactions. I don't know why, but I was like glued. I was like, oh, wow, this is great, because this is something I never really knew much about. So I'm interested in that, and, and so in... in in, uh, in The Mandalorian, we understand that Boba Fett can talk to the Tusken Raiders. So this is how that happens. And Mando talks to them, too. So there's there's some sort of connection that I guess we're going to get, right, between the Mandalorian or the, the Bounty Hunters or whatever and the Tusken Raiders. They're kind of like they understand each other. Uh, Max Rebo still has a gig, right, in a bar. That was cool. So after Jabba, I thought that was oh, great. I love seeing those guys on tour. You know, you love know, to see them still out there. They're so great, all of them. Um, they're in their I mean, hits, but playing Astro- them jazzy. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the astromech droid was like swinging on the drums, right? Yeah, I appreciate that, and I appreciated that there was a nice guitar solo, like a nice acoustic yeah. guitar solo in the Cantina song this time, which I, which was a big big deal for me. So yeah, I right like that they changed that the, the, the tune, right? And you could hear it too. Yeah, right? it was like not. It was like not in the background, but you could hear mm-hmm. it. It was like they wanted you to like get into the vibe, like you were in this yeah. bar, you know. They classed it up like one of those, you know, like one of those joints, like a like a like a cruise ship casino or something like that, where they want it to seem yeah. a lot nicer than it is. <laughs> yeah, yep, totally. Classic music. Yeah, so I, my my expectations is I'm I'm just gonna watch each episode and watch the story build, and you know I don't really have any predictions per se but i do think that he doesn't want to be like a leader i mean he's sitting on the throne right now but i think he wants to be a liberator and he wants to find where the problems are and eliminate them so yeah. i think that's going to be his ultimate goal yeah he's cool the non-violent perspective too because he told finnick not to um you know the kill and everything you know he wants to he, he said alive right one yeah. word right one word. So one word. Until, he, until he slept that rocket one. And save the other one. Like, she got to kill one of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that's how you know the other one. The other one knows you're serious, and yeah. they'll you'll kill him. And so you right. got to do, yeah, do it. But they she kicked him off. A, but you know these got you know these characters are taking punches that are moved like swinging their whole bodies out like this way and like being fine. So I think that kicking someone off a two story building, you know what I mean when they're jump they're jumping all around. They're, I mean they're probably okay. I bet we'll see more of those assassins in the future. Mm-hmm. I love TV. You know, there's certain things about the TV production that make like, um, you know, uh, there's like that make brings tropiness into like the interactions with like uh, Jennifer Beale or with like the, uh, you know, with the underlings. It's 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 interesting how like you know you can see okay, well we're gonna have this episode, we're gonna have this episode with, you know, Bosk and all those guys, the Trandosians. We're gonna have this episode with the casino, and this and and the opener, the premiere really set the table for all these interesting stories in Boba Fett's world in the, in the present. Mm. But I want to talk a little bit more about the Tusken Raiders and how, you know, they explored the world of Boba Fett's past. And it's interesting, you know, the way Tusken Raiders have been treated over the history of Star Wars has changed a lot when you think about, you know, how they're first portrayed almost like Indians in the old Western, right? That's mm. how they're, they're, they're almost beat for beat filling that role in, in the first Star Wars movie. And then we talked about how in the prequel trilogy, 
they fill it in as, well, you know, is it right to murder all the women and children? No, but they really were asking for it, right? That's sort of the way, <laughs> the way they're treated. The way Anakin looked at it. Yeah, that's how, I mean, that's how Anakin definitely saw it, <laughs> for sure, right? We know that. Uh, and now we see this much more sympathetic portrayal of the Tusken Raiders that follows on from season two of Mandalorian, where they're portrayed as reasonable and, you know, they, everybody worked together and, you know, everything's sort of uh, tied up there. Um, so I really thought that was very interesting to see how, like, the treatment of those, of that particular, you know, group has changed over time. That made me think, hey, this is very different than how we've seen them before. And it's interesting. To, it's good to see this extra dimension to them. It makes all the other interactions the more rich. Yeah, yeah. And can I say kudos to the team who divide, developed these costumes? I mean, like, they looked good. Like, when you talk about the Tusken Raiders, I mean, literally, when I saw that intro, I'm literally thinking I'm watching, like, episode six again. Like, mm. it, it's like a newer, like a, you know, a remake. I mean, I'm just like, you know, th this looks so good. The costumes. I mean, I'm just seriously thinking I'm watching episode six. So I just, we talked about it. I mean, the way they're tying this together, it just, you know, it, the look of it is just so, it's so crisp, so crisp, so clean. I mean, I like the costumes. I like the, as you said, the element as we see the Tusken Raiders, because, you know, this is post Return of the Jedi. So the galaxy is, you know, it's kind of in mourning, you know, that they had this giant loss. They were saved by, what I'm sure most people understand is now a Jedi master. So, you know, look, it's the irony of the prequels. The Jedi are basically viewed as villains and they're outcasts, right? And now there's this legendary Jedi who has saved the world from a dark, you know, or saved the galaxy from this dark being, right? So, you know, this is murmuring out. Meanwhile, how would you know that though? They did the flyby, you know, and then, I mean, they had the celebration. I'm sure it's, I don't know if the Tusken Raiders, but I'm sure it's gotten around the galaxy, right? About what it's but now the emperor is dead. Yeah, they, right? the but, but they don't know who did it. Yeah, you don't, you don't like, think that most of because I mean, if you read some of the the, the novels, like um, there was a forced novelization between Episode Seven where Luke Skywalker he learns his legendary powers. I won't get too far into that, but allegedly he brings like a Star Destroyer down with the Force. He's that strong at this point, so they kind of allude to he's traveling around these worlds and they know of him. So I'll hold but, on because it is a Disney novelization. So I'm guessing. It's part of this canon. So Luke Skywalker was known. So I think but that keep, keep in mind we're we're probably going to see the Lars Homestead, right? I mean, we're going to see everything in this. We're going to Lars Homestead's already burnt by the time right. we're I'm talking, about, I'm talking about as far as when we get there, the, the setting for it, right? I mean, well, we're, we're, we're going to see the part where they cut the, you know, the, yeah, the, we saw the, like the stand-in, yeah, but the the Lars are dead, yeah, killed by the Emperor. Six years, seven, nine years, something like that before. I'm sure we'll see the uh, they'll have a pod race scene, right? Because he's a crime. Oh yes. That's where, so that's going to be crazy to see that. An he's got to go to the pod. Again. Man, I'm I'm so stoked. You know, I'm interested to know. It'll be interesting to see if they ever tell us like how the galaxy sort of greets the news that the emperor is dead, like right. what everybody thinks happened. Right. If there's like a like a, a mythology that sort of springs right. up around. And here's right. my thinking, right? And this is this is wild. Just to, you brought this up, uh, Trent. This is your fault. But the reason I think of this, all right, so who is the war hero of the Clone Wars, right? Anakin Skywalker. And who is the person that's maybe going to get the credit for killing the Emperor? Anakin Skywalker. And, you know, this whole Darth Vader being a completely different person, I mean, they, they haven't really sorted out who knows who Anakin, right. like who knows 
who's in the Darth Vader suit. Right. So, you know, there's definitely, I think, some room as far as like, you know, for us to explore what does like what does everybody think of Luke Skywalker here? Like right. like in the immediate aftermath. And I think that it's definitely the most important, like um, you know, galactically political event, certainly in the last hundred years, would probably be the death of this emperor. And what it's going to create is the same thing that the death of Jabba creates, but on a macro scale, right? So what's happened on Tatooine, Jabba's dead. There's a power vacuum. There's going to be, you know, maybe a successor state like Bib Fortuna. There's these swoop gangs who are these, you know, taking people down for protection money and burning all their stuff and stealing their stuff and, you know, just causing general chaos. There's the mayor seems to be involved in this, the local government, right? So there's all these different... Um, institutions and and um you know power brokers that are springing up to fill the vacuum job is left the same way you know governments are going to spring up to fill the vacuum that the empire has left because when you order everything to feed into one person and that person's dead i mean that that by by definition the the you know endpoint for all of your revenue and for all of your you know the purpose of your government no longer exists so much like the, the governments of, say, Attila the Hun or, you know, the Khan Empire in the second or third generation, you just can't maintain, you know, uh, when, you're, when you're feeding into one person and that entity's gone, you know, the vacuum sucks in other entities. It's just what happens. So it's interesting that they're portraying that here in a way that sort of gives you an idea of what's happening everywhere else in the galaxy mm. without having to see it. Right. Yeah, we'll keep in mind, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll see the Night Owl soon, and uh, and uh, Din Djarin as well. I mean, I, as soon as they, as soon as I found out that they were doing the flashbacks, and where we currently are, I'm like, well, you know, we're going to see. I'm sure a crossover, maybe just a short, you know, flash of the Night Owls and, and Din or something, or a quick meetup, um, maybe for maybe refueling or something on Tatooine or whatever. But. Uh, I, I'm just, you know, like I said, that half hour had me with a ton of questions and a ton of excitement. I mean, I was just, like, like Ken said, I don't know. I, this is the one time he can, I mean, it was a 10 out of 10 for me. I, I'll give it a 12 out of 10 like he did. I already gave it a 12 out of 10. I mean, I, I'm, I'll let you have the 12, man, because like they, I said, I did. They got to, I want to I see his ship. I want to see Slave One or Boba Fett ship. Oh, I mean Boba, Boba, Boba Fett ship. Boba Fett ship. Because that's going to be that's going to give him mobility. Because all of a sudden now he can leave. He can leave and go places. Um, so might that change his his course? Like he doesn't want it to sit on the throne. He wants to go and travel now. You know, he wants to maybe explore and liberate other, uh, you know, other systems. Um, maybe he'll become a new. I don't know the new empire under Boba Fett rule. Well, keep in mind, though, as, as Hitch said, and we alluded to this even on the um, earlier watch-alongs. I mean, with you know the Emperor running everything. I mean, literally, once he, like you said, it was a vacuum, right? So he still ruled over Jabba. I mean, Jabba was making his money, but I'm sure Jabba was still paying the Emperor. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. that that's gone, you know, as we see now, there's a another war breaking out on Mandalore because because of the emperor's death. So now we're fighting for something going on in Mandalore, which may be another series. Now we have this issue on Tatooine of a giant crime Lord. I, I'm guessing one of the vicious in the galaxy under the emperor, right? Cause Java was known as a big crime Lord. So 
this is going to mean, as, as he said, and he doesn't want to rule like him. There's going to be big shoes to, to fill. And as Fennec said, you know, you can't be this guy in this galaxy. She's traveled the galaxy a lot more than he has. So you can't be this guy that you want to be and, and rule like this with everybody. And I think that's yeah. really opening this up for an interesting and interesting, you know, multi-planet kind of journey that we're going on with Boba Fett. I'm excited for it. Oh, you guys catch up like eight the eight the uh, yeah. uh his like his announcer or whatever I don't know what what role but eight eight the eight was still there um he was uh one of the uh the torture droids you know in the in Jabba's uh, uh palace so they're bringing little snippets back Gamorrean guards wow yeah. to see them fight and come to to Boba's aid like that. They didn't have Viber swords or Viber blades. They just had regular like meat choppers. But man, I mean, they were fighting and they, you saw the the passion that they had. Because he said to them, you know, when in in his court, if I let you live, will you serve me? And they both kneeled down like, bam, yes. Because they knew they were going to get respect instead of what what did Java do? Basically, eat every other one of them that he could and feed them to a rancor. You know, I mean, it was like, it was a terrible life. So now they know that they're going to get respect and they're going to be fed. And how did how did she put it? Do you want them cleaned and fed while you're here? <laughs> yes, yes. Clean yeah. and feed my Gamorrean guards, please. Thank you. Yeah, they yeah. should follow right behind them and everything. I love like the um the, the fight scene, that beginning fight scene when they finally got to some action, you know, in, yeah. in the episode. That beginning fight scene was good. I mean, everything just looked like, you know, really beautiful as far as like the episode itself. I, I love the way the um the sand look, you know, yeah. the, um, the the outside. I mean, they're they're really doing a great job with like, you know, those those um those special effects, you know, whatever there. But um, but yeah, like like I, I like the whole fight scene and them jumped across like the different um it kind of reminded me of um what the American Ninja Warrior, you know, right. going across like the the rooftops and stuff. I was like, yeah, the roof jumping. I I had my eyes. I was thinking about like you know, like you see that on like every movie, you know, like taking uh-huh. Liam Neeson, they do the yeah. jumps, and then you're like Prince of Persia's. You know, everybody has a rooftop kind of scene where you're jumping, building the building, which was was really cool. Um, yeah, you know, it's crazy. Like you said too, about the production, Just keep in mind, this is shot in that studio with that moving screen. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's so wild to actually think about. So like, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You're shooting in this little room with a moving screen and like a little bit of sand that you would think like they're literally in like somewhere in Qatar or whatever, just filming. Like it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, if you wouldn't, if you didn't know, like sometimes it's sort of bad having all this in, inside knowledge and everything, right. but if you didn't know that you know that they were shooting in that i mean you would just think all oh, this was like done straight on location that's what i'm thinking know? i'm thinking they're in like dubai or some Abu dhabi shooting this and it's literally right you know <laughs> look at our that's little crazy little, look at our little grogu right there you know yeah here she is <laughs> everybody welcome yeah, this padawan. is our padawan you know padawan. but you're right i was thinking about the volume specifically on uh that night scene that fight scene they made it look alien and that's hard to do for for like a singular environment plane where it's just desert because we all you know can conceive of what a desert is. We have deserts right. here. We have deserts. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, you know, yeah. we're all digging in the sand for like you know cups of water. You know, mm-hmm. some- right. <laughs> and how about so? Here's some discussion. So that that creature. So I'm 
it said in the uh you know the online information that it was a brand new character but could that not be a like a, a an infant coyote dragon Ooh, i thought that's what that was yeah for sure they, they didn't say it like in the in the online information they they advertised it as a brand new star wars character but mm. i i think it's a coyote dragon and if you look at the if you watch the end the macquarie drawing of the thing yeah there was a skeleton in the background that was the original like coyote dragon that we saw when 3po and r2 were walking across the desert you saw that big line i mean that and here's this thing and they did like stop motion photography with it like jason and the argonauts you know all like real like like real sketchy but i don't know it looked real to me i was like what the hell is that what did they dig up and all of a sudden there's this like four-armed oh yeah it looked like crazy thing. you know <laughs> my daughter was watching she thought it was like a dinosaur and everything you know it's like there's a dinosaur in the sand just just popping up out of there and she did get like a little scared i was like okay it's not real <laughs> oh it's real scratch that you know um, it's all real did you catch all the real. shadowing of um the way he killed him which is the same way that leia killed java i thought it was i was like the, the callback was kind of cool i caught that and i was like oh wow like the detail to that i was like yeah she choked job out with the chains he choked that out with the chains with the knee in the back kind of pulling back so that was something i kind of caught with the parallel to that story and i was like oh wow isn't that that's a nice tie-in as well. I mean, but it's, it was only a half hour, but it seemed longer than a half hour. It was funny because as we're ending, of course, I'm like looking to scroll. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! It's over already. I need like <laughs> three, ten yeah, more, three, ten more, three more scenes. And and the way they just cut it, because it's almost like they cut it right in the middle of a scene, like you said. I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's like right in the middle. So so instead of like a cliffhanger. You know to just leave us like in the next episode you you're cutting off right in the middle of maybe him saying about to say something he's just looking and all of a sudden bam you know on to like the credits and everything you know and here we are gotta wait like another week right that's okay. where i kind of want the, i want the netflix but i i get it you know because you know i binge watched you know whatever that witcher was and in hindsight i watched it in a day and i'm like well okay it took him two years to make that you know i understand now idea. <laughs> you know what i mean because look it took dude it took henry cavill two years to film a season two and then it's and literally in a day and a half it's over and i'm sitting here like okay season three oh that'll be in 2024 well i should have maybe waited so that's the the drawbacks of binging and everything yeah. they, they're so called episodes but they're really like 15 hour movies but that's but with this stuff it's a little different right because like now the way they have this, this stuff set up i mean if we if we're doing an episode a week and we already have like let's say another season of bad batch and the season of this and the season of you know Andor in the season of Obi-Wan Kenobi in the season of you know um whatever rebel sequel they put together in the Ahsoka series and not Cara Dune. Well but all the other series are happening. So there's all this there's gonna be all this time where you know this was a really exciting day and you know I basically got like a birthday cake and stuff today because it was so exciting. It's Boba Fett Day. Yeah. You know, once a year this man comes to your Star Destroyer and tells you that he will use any means necessary to bring the quarry to you, even if you tell him no disintegrations. He still takes the job. And and, and that says done. something. He gets the job done. That's right, even, even when the odds seem wrong. So I, I just was very excited for Boba Fett Day. But we get so many of these now. I mean, if, we, if we're talking 20, 20 weeks a year, 
we're starting to get to like you know that's like two yeah, college semesters right, right, like something something all the time and we know teammates you want everything all at one time and you know you want it all but imagine if you yeah. did get all six episodes that's what i'm saying no i i understand now why because if they did i i just i i i understand <laughs> I, I wouldn't want I'd binge it and I wouldn't want to do it because I know what I do when I watch these and like that void, you know, you you, you consume know. it. Then you got to wait another year, yeah, maybe even more good. for like the next. And this way they got it spread out over a six week period. And they I mean, they they got to they, they got to indulge the cottage industry surrounding right. it with, you know, with us talking about it. Thanks for keeping me employed, Disney. I appreciate it. Thanks for keeping right. me on the, on the podcast. I appreciate it. <laughs> The slow drip is, is is way better for us. I appreciate that. It's easier to get through it too. Right. You know, half yeah. hour is easier to swing in one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, much. oh yeah. man. Yeah. Quick, quick and to the point and everything. Yeah. yeah. To call off, you know, they did. If you let me binge watch it, I'd take a whole day off and just sit there and indulge. They know that it's the day Disney messes yeah. this wrecks the economy. Like the GTV just pumping because they want to watch it for the whole series of Boba Fett all at once. Yeah, they drop it. But, uh, clearly, clearly you know, this, this episode touched you know something in you guys and everything. So, like I said, I'm 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 not there yet, but I think you know by by the time this um you know I get a couple more episodes in, you know I'll be coming along on the ride and everything. Um, so I, I I'm looking to you guys like you know uh, some of the things that that and the callbacks that you're seeing that that I'm not either privy to or just you know getting hit to. Yeah. Um... I will say one thing, and it's kind of like watching this Boba series and how it's one episode in, but these anthologies, we know that Andor, we know that Obi-Wan's coming, we know that Ahsoka's coming. We're hoping and assuming that there will be a Luke and a Vader series at some point. Like, uh, I'm going to just have my one moment here and just say this, okay? <laughs> I know Keanu Reeves is out there. Can, can I, because I like this anthology, right? And I wanted to do a movie, but can I, I would love to see a Darth Revan series. I've seen the deep fakes. Keanu Reeves looks exactly like him. You know, that's this is my call out to Floney, the fans out there. Can Keanu, can you just give Keanu Reeves some money and let him play and be Revan? Do a six episode series. The money's there. I mean, we've we've paid. There's a million people. A-list actors are coming. I mean, I, I just, these anthologies are going to be great. This is one of, of a ton of them. I'd love to see a Revan series. I just, they're, they're just these stories. And, and DP, you said it. We had this discussion about some other things on previous ones. These, like, non-movies, you know, kind of series, these anthologies that they're doing, right. these character anthologies, man, this is – I think this is the way forward. There will be time for movies, obviously, but these anthology series yeah, – they're, 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 they're feeding the soul. I mean, they're feeding oh, – they're, yeah. they're, it was feeding you right now, you know. I mean, it's the way we consume – you know, um, um, content and everything, you know, and, and especially in these, these crazy times about going to like the shows and everything, it's just the way that we're consuming content right now. Uh, we want to see that, like the big, large explosions in the movies and stuff. We still want to see that. And like I said, I would just keep saying it before, if these could lead up to something big in the movies, like in a big event, then I'm off for that as well. I'll tell you this though. Like I said, I mean, this, this, this 30 minutes, and, the, and, and I'm sure Ken alluded to this, this 30 minutes, the feeling I get, and maybe this is me being a Star Wars fanboy, like, I just, I can't take it. Like, literally, I'm like, I can't <laughs> You want it. everything like, all at once. 30 minutes. Even now, no, I'm, I'm just so excited, man. This 30, like, there's no, in a, I, and this is another podcast, I love Marvel stuff, like, but this 30 minutes, it just, 
I was like an adrenaline. I know Ken's feeling that. Like the adrenaline in me, like I oh fiending. That's the word I'm fiending. You know what? You can go back and watch it again. (laughs) For another 30 minutes and get your feels, you know, like that. Try to get your, you know, get your 30 minutes. Watch it and then watch it again. And uh but it ain't even about the one episode. It's about this production, like this whole Filoni verse. It's everything they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how many times I've seen the Mandalorian seasons. Like, you know what I mean? This this whole story they're telling, the way they're doing it. Like, I, and, and, you know, I know Ken can, Hitch can't. Like, bro, the feeling that you get from these now, like, I, I can honestly say me being a Star Wars, I won't say a super fan. That's pretty greedy. But to be a, a high <laughs> – to be a oh, high oh, – Really? Highly, okay. Maybe you're a supreme fan, you know. Number one, yeah, yeah. number one. Let's break the facts, facts down. You have a podcast on which you talk about Star Wars every single week, my friend. No, no. I, I hate to break it to you. Whether <laughs> you have the collectibles and the Luke Skywalker action figure in the original packaging from 1978, like maybe some of us could, <laughs> but, and some of us don't, whether you have it or not, you, sir, are a man with a Star Wars podcast. In your universe, so right. say what you want about whether or not you're, you're a taking super precious fan. time out of your bedtime, you know, to, to talk about Star Wars. <laughs> oh, now. You know, at this but, late hour. Yeah, mm. but let's, I mean, let's be honest, Hitch. Like, I'll tell you this right now: this thirty minutes has done more than three movies have. I'm dead, dead <laughs> well, I'm dead well, we talk about how like, you know. Oh my gosh! It well, it's linked. It's linked bad. thematically to, to the stuff we've watched before. It's linked plot-wise to stuff we've watched before. We've been talking about the stupid Sarlacc pit in the EU forever because Boba Fett gets exploded and falls in the Sarlacc pit. So what? Where's the get on that? How can he be in the EU later? And he is. So they have to make up some conjured BS to bring him back anyway. So this is like even tying back to the EU, which was demolished. Like that's how when you're saying this is nostalgic, it's nostalgic for every piece of Star Wars. When we talked about how there are different, you know, uh, events that are nexus points for all the all the plot, and obviously Jabba's, you know, barge exploding is one of them, right? And now we're spinning off from something we know happened because it's so set in canon. We know exactly when that is. We know all the stuff that's going on about it. We know all the people that were on the barge. We know what they were doing right before they came in. We know how Boba Fett links in with all of them, right? And so. Getting that backstory and how we're thematically linking to, to Mandalorian by showing the, the beating he takes <laughs> fighting with that okay. stick that he's an expert in, right? Yeah. Uh, what we get from the thematics with the Beast of the Week, we get one of those. We get the, yeah. the politics, right? The strong booting the weak, right? The thing that we see in, in Star Wars all the time. We get all of that wrapped into one thing. And where do we have to go to, to experience that? We don't have to go to our multiplex. We don't have to cross state lines like I had to when I was watching the prequel trilogies in the theaters. Not to go anywhere. It's in our house. And they figured out a way to make the Gamorreans look decent. So, you know, that's that's two of the unsolvable problems. Getting it to me and making those Gamorreans not look like crap. And they, they figured it out. They made me care about where the Gamorreans were. There were a couple times in this episode where I said out loud, I wonder where those Gamorreans went. <laughs> there two of them are. Right. There they are. Boom. Ah, coming in with the nuts. And they also, we also saw them win a fight for the first time, I think. Have you ever, uh-huh. ever seen those guys win yeah. a fight? Yep. Yeah. I mean, and, and that whole fight, I mean, the only thing I wanted to see a little bit of, of jet pack action, you know, but yeah, I, I was waiting for saving action. that. Yeah. Yeah. Saving that a little bit, but to see him being cornered, him and, um, 
you know, him being cornered like that and then, you know, he's like getting beat up for so long, just like the Tuscans were beating on him. Um, I mean, it was, they were building to that point where there was going to be a turn and that was the Gamorrean guards came in and, you know, helped out, but they were, uh, I mean, that fight was, that fight was very real to me. It seemed like very, how would it really go? I mean, the good guy's not always going to win all the time. Right. So it was very but, I well engaged. We, we've talked about this in a ton of episodes, like in, and once again, it's like a, uh, as Hitch would say, like, it's like a crystal ball. It's like they're listening, you know, they're actually listening to us, right? It's <laughs> another series to where the heroes take legit damage. I mean, yeah. you've seen a, whatever, sequel trilogy to where we have an OP character that takes no damage other than a cut on her arm, like, takes no damage, right? To where it's a real fight. He gets beat up, like, he's on his last leg, he's saved. Yep. Like, I, I love that authentic, authenticity of, like, the hero doesn't always win. He, he he gets beat up, right? He's taking damage. He's, you know, he's bloodied up. You know, we saw the scars. He has to get back in the back of the tank. He's still suffering from injuries. Like, this is the stuff, the detail that I want to see. That it's not like these overpowered characters where he, he they could have easily, he just turned on a flamethrower or whatever. He could have shot a rocket. Like, they made it realistic that, you know, he's you know, in a sense, a human, right? There's there's yeah. an element of he's not overpowered. And I really like that and appreciate that him and Fennec were able to go through that early. I also appreciate the television production stuff, like making it so he'll be scarred less every week. So they have to do <laughs> less and less makeup work and they keep it confined to that flashback stuff, right? right. So good on them. You know, I want to talk for a second about Tamura Morrison and the really great, great work we're seeing here, you know, uh, from the title character, Boba Fett. He yeah. has to bring the requisite charisma to this. He has to bring the requisite, you know, acting to this, the, mm -hmm. the right physicality. He has to be able to portray, you know, uh, this guy who has to be dangerous, but at the same time vulnerable. And I think that he cuts this really great course. And if, if he weren't able to do that, you know, this series wouldn't fit together. It's one of the, it's one of those linchpin things. And, you know, I know he was cast specifically to pay, play Django and all that stuff. So I know that they, they did that on purpose. But, I mean, to see him be able to come back so far later in a different, like, you know, as a cl direct clone, but right. not the same guy. Right. And be able to bring all right. the different, like, you know, I want to rule with respect because I've seen what happens when you just try to rule with your fist, right? Yep. Doesn't work because people, because when you rule with your fist, there's always a fist coming at you. And that's what he gets. They explain the origin of all that, and they show you why he wants to do things the way he does. They show you why he's merciful, because he knows once you once you save someone's life, they're grateful to you. And then we see him be taught that lesson in real time, right? So somehow that Bacta tank knows exactly what memory to show him, which is great for us, because we're getting to see the backstory. And they told us most of it here, right? They didn't tease us out over the whole like six episode run to figure out what happened. I mean, I we get it, right? Like what happened? We, we get it. We're going to see what happened specifically and what happened after that. But we get, he got out of the Starlight pit. Tusken Raiders took him in after this and he's fine. Right? Boom. Concise. And I love it. I bet, I bet if you, if you asked him, if he ever thought that he was going to be a star in a series, you know, um, a Boba Fett and everything, <laughs> you know, he probably would have never just, if you asked him like that 10 years ago or whatever, um, uh, what, you know, what, what, what was he casting? Um, uh, was it episode two? That's true. Episode yeah. two is when he came in. Yeah. That's yeah, when he yeah. came in, right? Yeah. 
So we have one comment here from AMP Studios on YouTube saying they weren't expecting the guards to work for Boba. I, I mean, I wasn't expecting that either. They heavily foreshadowed that there was going to be a betrayal. And the first time I noticed that the Gamorreans were actually gone, right? Was I was thinking, oh, this is all a big setup because those guys are going to come in on the back. You know what I mean? I thought of they were working with the you know the casino people. So that was a like a really really cool uh, little wrinkle there. Will they? Won't they? Because Boba stuck his neck out. Yeah, it kind of reminded me on that scene we watched in um, uh, the Clone Wars with Hondo when he twisted when he brought you know the 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 uh, the, uh, the enemies with him from the. Uh, the Inquisitors, right? While he's kind of turned them, so it kind of had that that foreshadowing to me as well. So I, I really appreciated that kind of how they flip so quick and how loyal, as you said, they were when they see how they're. And it kind of brings like real life, you know, foreshadowing how when you treat somebody right, you know what you know what gain you get from it. So mm. I, I'm the same as AMP Studios. You know, I was kind of like skeptical, like are they going to run off? Are they not? Are they going to backstab him uh, early in the season, steer in the series? But uh, I, I like, you know, I like. Kind of how how it started so far. Well, I think I think they were they're given a they're given a new lease on life because, like I said, and we all know they weren't treated very well by Java. So they need they they and they deserve redemption. I mean, they're they're a simple people. They can fight. They do one thing very well. Well, they do two things. They're ugly and they fight. They <laughs> and what better way to start building a close knit entourage security than to get these creatures that are ugly and can fight and will respect you and you treat them with respect and they become loyal i mean there's like a and we see this in star wars all the time that that uh life death right oh jar jar binks right yeah one of, mm -hmm. one of the greatest why? life debt why are you bringing that no how dare you use that as the example how dare you how dare you be on this show and use that as the example? Should I? Use you know Chewbacca? very well. You know very well that you should use Chewbacca. Of and course. Well, I was getting thank, that. You should thank Chewbacca for for Phil coming through with his end of the deal. How dare you bring up Binks of all people <laughs> in this BS life debt? They should have let him rot. Let him rot in Gun Gun City. Let him deal with their own problems. I say. You, you know, bring it up anyway. So. I think the Gamorians, I don't think, I think they're going to be with him. And I, I can see him, I can see Boba Fett like a magnet drawing to him a very powerful um, sort of security force because he, he's going to need it for what he's going to, his, his, you know, the goal, the end goal that he's got. I think he's going to need uh, some loyal, ugly, good fighters around him. I'm excited to see if we see uh, my guy, uh, Watto. You know, if, if they bring water the pottery, I'm like really excited. I hope they. I had a pottery for one time. <laughs> I owned him. He was a little boy. I tried to sell him to a Jedi, but died. And we let that chance decide. He came back and murdered a lot of people. So I said, He killed the mother and the children. I do oh, appreciate the Godfather. I also I, I like that we're bringing up Hondo here because this the trope of the you know. Is the pirate a pirate, right? Are they that bad? The, the, this question that has is has always been present in Star Wars since Han Solo, right? You know, this this uh, man in black trying to make good. Mm. I like that trope, and and I think Boba is such a great guy to use for this because he he represents so many cool things and, and came in, you know, was the first like designed and injected character into Star Wars after the first movie, right? 
uh, you know, I don't, I won't go so much into the, you know, the, the, the murky, uh, background of the character and how they were introduced in the least sexy parts of the original Star Wars holiday special. Um, not as sexy as the rest of it in any way. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, by the second B. Arthur song, and then they do these cartoons where I'm like, Boba Fett? I don't know. It's just not as, not as hot. Uh, Maybe but Boba Fett represents the, the injection of this fandom, right? Yeah. Boba Fett's the one we can we can hope to be. I mean, we don't have magic powers. I don't have magic powers. I mean, I've, I've, I've pretended to have magic powers before, but I don't have magic powers. None of you guys do from what I... Unless you've been hiding something from me. No. Hey. So we can be Boba Fett. He's just like Batman, right? Batman's the guy we could be. If you were rich enough, you could be Batman, right? <laughs> well, if you were, bo if you had all your wits about you and all the weapons, and you were, you know, trained all your life, you could be Boba Fett. Boba Fett does not have any specific extra special powers except his iron will and a bottomless font of weapons. So he's a space John Wick. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it, right? Why do you think he has? Look, he has he has Darth Vader like directing him, but basically he's giving him one rule, right? How many other people get one rule from Darth Vader? Yeah, that's a good one. Hey, I'm just waiting for like Rex or somebody from the Bad Batch to show up. Oh, please, please, <laughs> please! You know they dropped they, the way they dropped Ahsoka. We're going to get some gems. I mean, come on, they're not going to. You know, we're going to get some gems. Just imagine, oh. like, imagine we're, we're, we're like, we're, you know, they're going to put out Bad Batch season two after this. So, like, imagine a crosshair is just in this, and it just means all the stuff it means for that story, right? He's still around. He's still fine. <laughs> he just strolls right into his, you know, his, um, what, brother's house. But they still all clones of Django. So, like, how would, how would that work? Like, you know I mean, are they going to, like, um, his sister's still alive? Right. Prop. That's, you know, Omega, right? There's Omega. Yeah. And some other clones. They're like twins. They're like yeah. identical. Well, they're yeah. all identical. Are they all yeah. like, I don't know, because it's, it's, it's like cousins some or variation of Morrison. Like, 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 like he, was an, he, he was an imperfect twin, remember? He was the imperfect one that was um okay. didn't have the accelerated age. So mm. he was the imperfect one out of all of the bunch. So we I'm guessing Omega still would be a child because of it, it was the age and they had that age thing. This was the only one that was imperfect, and it was one specifically that Django had wanted to assimilate, like a what a human would be if a human would grow up in life. So, so she's gonna be, but she's not a child still. She just ages at a no, regular pace and yeah, everyone she, goes faster. Yeah. So she's the same age as probably as Boba Fett. So you imagine? I mean, I I don't know. It, that would be the that would be the thing to do here, right? Right. would be to drop her into this story but there's no rush to do that because no. you know if she shows up then bad there's pieces of bad batch that have to be a certain way so, so the way right. they would have to yeah. do that would have right. to be i feel like that's a big spend to have to have omega show up here because well, where, it where rolls off leave, a lot of plot where did we leave um boba often on bad batch where did we leave him at i forget jail or yeah. out of jail yeah, we're we going back to jail he Boba went back to jail in Bad Batch. Okay. Or was there that busted heist that he was supposed trying to be in charge of, and he was like, they sent him back in that box that was in season seven. Was that non season? I don't know. I feel like I'm. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That was that. Was, Boba wasn't in Clone Wars. He was just in a Bad Batch. Right. 
Yeah. All right. I'm just, I'm just, I got them all. I've watched them all this year. <laughs> Season seven and uh, Bad Batch sort of like the same, you know, well, not yeah. just They happen simultaneously but, almost, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. close. Yeah. 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 Now, so. Sorry, guys. I'll look it up. Or maybe I won't. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if this keeps my attention for more than the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Great episode, though. Um, I'm looking forward to more. Um, you know, sorry, it's, it's going to be seven episodes. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's something to look forward to each week now. Now that, you know, we got Hawkeye over and everything, and it's something to keep us tied. Um, and, and this next thing that we're doing, since we're doing, like, you know, Rebels, um, um, the reviews, you know, reviews of that, and also going to do, like, the extended um, or, the, you know, the, the movies and stuff coming up soon. So it's a great thing to, to tie us over. Definitely is. I mean, and then we, as, as Hitch alluded to, I mean, the series we have coming up, I mean, a lot, a lot, a lot of, a lot of content to cover. Um, and this, this, the story is getting even better, you know, it's, it's so exciting. And it's nice that we have the man of a thousand faces with us as always. I mean, that's always a good thing to see as we have now, uh, I don't know the name, Boba Ken, Ken Fett. Boba Ken. <laughs> <laughs> we got to give, give something. Yeah, we'll change it to oh, like, it. I like it. I love it. It is. So, love yeah. It. But, uh, yeah, guys, once again, I appreciate everybody. Um, appreciate everybody watching us live. You know, we love doing these live shows. We'll um, be back again, looks like, next Thursday, you know? Uh, what? Again. Is, that, is that when the next episode is? Next Wednesday Every or Wednesday Thursday? Three. Every Wednesday, 3 a.m. it drops. Is this Wednesday? I'm, oh, yeah. So Wednesday. Yeah, I'm losing it is now Wednesday. Still Wednesday for like night. another yeah. 40 minutes. Yeah. So yeah, you watch it night. next Wednesday, 10 o'clock, same time, same you know channel and everything. Make sure that you bring your friends along. Or you know, else, because we're a rough group and you wouldn't want to show up here by yourself. Frankly. <laughs> that would be weird. Don't watch it by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like I said, guys, thanks for tuning in. And uh, we're going to jet off to a galaxy far, far away. Until next week, guys, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way.